I mean, why would you ever want to work with a therapist or do the work if you could get, you know, a drug that feels better than wine and, you know, makes your anxiety go away almost immediately? I completely get it why people use it for escapism. Like, it, it works great. Because that is really where healing happens. You can take drugs to put you out of your mind, to make you forget your anxiety, to temporarily fix you all over the place. I mean, we have access to them in our pockets every day. It's called our phone. <laughs> Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson, and we're excited to be an official media partner for the Wonderland Miami 2023 conference. Today, I'm totally thrilled to have us with us, a true expert and a leading figure in the wellness industry for nearly two decades, Ali Waddell. She's the CEO and the founder of Aluma, Austin's premier ketamine infusion clinic. Ali is a champion of holistic well-being who believes that healing oneself is the key to healing the world. Through her decades of work as a coach, speaker, and mental health advocate, she has empowered countless individuals to create and maintain healthy and happy lives. With her work at Aluma, Ali leads the charge in psychedelic care by conducting ethical and empathetic treatment that helps people rediscover and remember and reconnect with their true selves. So let's jump right into it and hear from Ali today on the power of ketamine, psychedelics, mindfulness, and breath work in promoting health and wellness. All right, all right, all right. Hey, 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 Allie. What Hello, is up Keith. in Austin? Austin What's Texas. up? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. Well, so it's uh, it's pretty hot in Austin, you say? It's it it rained, I mean, uh recently. What what's ha what's happening there? Yeah, it's been over 100 for almost 2 months straight. So I think we're at 60 some odd days of over 100. So everybody's been oh. baking here and today. Wow. This week, it's supposed to maybe rain on and off for the next few days, and it it's only the 90s today, so everybody thinks it's winter outside, so. Wow. <laughs> real wow. excited here. Wow, wow, and, and you're, and you're coming, you're coming over to uh, Miami. I'm looking forward to meeting you uh, in person and IRL in real life and having an opportunity to talk to you about uh, what you're doing down there. Um, you know, and I know your work is uh, in, with Aluma has really helped to uh, help individuals. Uh, can you talk about what became, what, you know, why were you interested in this field? How did you get here? And what are you doing over there uh, that, you know, really is different, if you will? Yeah, I have a very windy road that got mm -hmm. me here. I've been in wellness um, in Austin and California for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, first in physical wellness and then in nutrition and then in um, lifestyle coaching. Um, and then I met my partner um, in life and in business. Mm -hmm. um, right. We founded Aluma together. His name's Dr. Ken Adolf. He's a cardiac anesthesiologist. And when we met about seven and a half years ago, we really try started to explore psychedelics together in more of a healing setting. Right. I had say, a lot of fun with psychedelics. Wait, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your husband, uh, his name again is Ken, is that right? Yeah, Dr. Ken Adolf. Dr. Ken Adolf. And you, yeah. you said he was a cardiac 
anesthesiologist. So yeah. that's a different twist. I haven't heard that twist before. That's really yeah. very helpful, especially when it comes to ketamine work as well. Yeah. And he still works in the hospital full time. So he's mm -hmm. our remote medical director, um, uh -huh. you know, in the medical lead of the clinic. But he's right. used ketamine for, you know, for his entire career for 25 years in the hospital. Mm -hmm. But like me, me and him have both struggled with mm -hmm. um very kind of normal mental health issues. I've always been more on the depressive tendency, had an eating disorder in the wellness industry, struggled with suicidal ideation in my mm -hmm. 20s. He mm -hmm. was type A, hyper-driven, anxiety-backed, mm -hmm. generalized anxiety mm -hmm. disorder that so mm -hmm. many very successful people mm -hmm. are, you know, that mm -hmm. anxiety that's just right. driving their, you know, edge. Right. Um, and both had felt kind of felt like we'd you know, hadn't gotten what we wanted out of kind of the standard Western health, mental, mental health model. Right. Um, and so when we started to do our healing work together seven and a half years ago and really diving into this work together, um, we'd seen so many benefits. And then, of course, he started reading about ketamine mm. in about 2016, mm -hmm. 17 in his anesthesia mm -hmm. journals. Mm -hmm. And um, he, the first meeting of the ASKP, which is the mm -hmm. American Society of Ketamine Physicians, was actually mm -hmm. here in Austin in 2018. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to go to this and just see, <laughs> see what the deal is. And he went and like the universe does, it was very serendipitous. He saw mm -hmm. people, nurses from his old life and kind right. of really um, mm -hmm. dove in. And he came home and he said, if this works half as well mm -hmm. as the studies are showing, this mm -hmm. is going to change everything. And I think mm -hmm. this is our way to legally start using psychedelics to help mm -hmm. people heal. Mm -hmm. and he goes, so let's open a psychedelic, let's open a ketamine clinic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what that, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> what, um, that? what does that mean? Yeah, does it do mean do? big low lights do? or posters <laughs> or what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'd only worked for myself. I'd been right. a solepreneur my entire career. Uh -huh. And so like to have a team, to have uh -huh. a, Build, I, love know, the, I love that word, solepreneur. Solepreneur. <laughs> um, you know, to, yeah, to have so. a brick and mortar space, it was like a, a whole nother mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, he'd always worked in the hospital. He'd never had to find a client. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he'd right. never had to market or right. like do all of that or order supplies. Like mm -hmm. that just happens at the yeah, hospital. And so, operationally, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, we opened with three employees and he thought it would be this like self-perpetuating kind of machine right. that would run right. itself. If you build it, they will come, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And very quickly he goes, I need you to stop coaching and come and run mm. this medical clinic. And oh, so- cool. Yeah, it you know we always say it's it's definitely that build a plane while flying mm -hmm. mode mm -hmm. for the first few mm -hmm. years. Uh, yeah. You know we were you know learning and it was the new right. it was very new industry when we opened. We opened at the very beginning of 2019. There was only one wow. other kind of mm -hmm. clinic in Austin, and mm -hmm. nobody knew what we did. Mm -hmm. It was very fringe and out there, and so it's been mm -hmm. just this slow build. Um, right. You know, and it's been five years now and, mm -hmm. you know, we now have a staff of 17 people and we mm. have seven therapists and we nice. offer this really holistic approach to, to ketamine therapy. And the mm -hmm. guiding principle of, of us is highest level of ethical care mm. possible. Mm -hmm. So how do we stand Great. in our ethics and really honor that if people mm -hmm. are trusting us with mm -hmm. their subconscious and who they right. fundamentally are, that we have to treat that mm -hmm. as if that's as heavy as it is because right. we have to really honor that people are trusting us mm -hmm. 
I always say thank you for trusting us with your brain, but mm. it's really thank you for mm -hmm. trusting us with your soul because it's right. deep soul work mm. that we're doing here. You mm. know? Well, that's 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 wonderful to hear because, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a, a bit of a stigma around ketamine, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, going into the K-hole, you know, special K, uh, horse tranquilizers, uh, you know, there's a, a whole number of uh, also the addictive qualities. There's, you know, sort of a reminiscent of the pill mill issues around uh, Oxycontin. And, you know, you get them hooked, they got to come back. You can't, you're always on ketamine, you're always on boosters, you're always doing this, you're always doing that. And it sounds to me, though, I was on your website and I was really uh, very impressed by what I saw. Uh, from an ethos viewpoint, from a values viewpoint, and the way you kind of approach it, because it doesn't sound like you're like anywhere near any of those things at all. It sounds like you're really uh, approaching it with a wraparound view that this is ketamine-assisted therapy, you know, mm -hmm. the psychotherapy, that you're really approaching it from a whole wellness viewpoint. Um, you know, any thoughts about what I just said? I mean, reflections, because, you know, there's there there definitely is my concern is that we're going to get into that stigma again. And, you know, I don't want to go there. Oh, completely. And all of those things you're saying are completely true. Uh, ketamine has, the, I think, one of the biggest hurdles to overcome when it comes to psychedelic of kind of mm -hmm. negative press of mm -hmm. this belief of you know, all the things that you shared. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do we do it again in a highly ethical, conscious manner? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, putting in some controls around that is really important. First off, we've decided to work within the medical model. Mm -hmm. Not everybody in psychedelics believes in that model. There are a lot of issues with the medical model that we completely mm -hmm. agree with. But can we take um, something that's deeply um, you know, a tool that is so transformational for people and put it and work within the model so that it is more approachable to people that feel comfortable in the medical system, that feel safe in the medical system. And that right now it's the only thing we can do legally unless you're in a trial. Um, and so for us, the things that that entails are we have to focus on prep, mm -hmm. we have to focus on integration, and we have to take a holistic mm -hmm. look at mm -hmm. what this really is. Because if our core reason of why we're doing this is to shift kind of Western mental health, a pharmaceutical-based Band-Aid approach medicine that long-term doesn't really help anybody, but maybe will let, you know, maybe you won't want to kill yourself, but you probably don't really feel alive or the polypharmacy issues of like stacking meds. If we don't want ketamine to turn into that, then we have mm -hmm. to take a different approach to it. And I think that is forcing or putting mm -hmm. enough structure around people and only mm -hmm. using it with appropriate clients who are really ready to do the fundamental work of psychedelic healing, which mm -hmm. is the work of psychedelic mm -hmm. healing. Right, right. All so of there's, these things are there's just that the screening tool. process, yeah. right? There, you know, because people shopped, they shop pharmacies. I mean, the people shop ketamine clinics, you know, oh, they, they yeah. come, you know, they want to come in and they don't want to do any work. They just want to, they just want to dose. Yeah. Or they can get it online for a hundred dollars a month. I mean, why would you right. ever want to work with a therapist or do the work if you could get, you know, a drug that feels 
better than wine and, you know, makes your anxiety go away almost immediately. I completely get it why people use it for escapism. Like it, it works great. But our core mission is to fundamentally help people heal. Right. And the thing that we always say is ketamine is just the tool that we are currently using. Our real purpose of Aluma is to create a space safe enough where people's nervous systems can heal themselves and give them the proper tools and support in which to do that. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. that is really where healing happens. Mm -hmm. You can take drugs to put you out of your mind, to make you forget your anxiety, to temporarily fix you all over the place. I mean, we have access to yeah. them in our pockets every day. Yeah, it's called exactly. Our phone. exactly. <laughs> you know, like pick, pick your distraction poison. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's ways. There's coping behaviors, or there's soothing behaviors, if Completely. you will, that I think people use. And you know, some of them are very sticky, and some of them aren't as sticky. Mm -hmm. And I think psychedelics, uh, you know, certainly entheogens fall into the camp of not so sticky. Mm -hmm. And then there are, you know, uh, compounds, you know, laboratory based compounds, whether or not it's ketamine or MDMA or, you know, LSD or whatever, some of those or opioids, you know, and that mm -hmm. is legal. And you know, that's incredibly sticky. Yeah. You know, so there are some things that are sticky and not. And I like your approach. I, I like to I, I, I work with clients and really help them to you know, prep and help them to look at, you know, what is their mindset and help them to go through the process. And in a ketamine session, uh, it's not that long, uh, not as long as a an, another kind of a session, but then to integrate and really like, how do you, how do you work in the regular world? One of the things I was impressed by uh, in terms of looking at your site is the wraparound kind of services. Like I'm wondering uh, mindfulness, you know, mm -hmm. breath work, um, and they're very prominent in the uh, industry uh, for a long time. How do you believe they intertwine with ketamine and, uh, you know, also any other kind of psychedelics? And, you know, how do they promote, you know, well-being, overall well-being uh, in a person's life in terms of activating, you know, the ability to show up? Yeah. 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 I think one thing is like starting to talk understand where people's toolboxes are when they start mm -hmm. you know the reality is we have this kind of maslow's hierarchy of where people are in their healing mm -hmm. journey and so certain tools and processes are not going to register if your current goal is days out of bed you can mm -hmm. tell those people all day long walking mm -hmm. would be good for you you know, but we have to kind of meet people where they are. Mm. And so one of the things that we really reiterate at the clinic is this toolbox approach is like getting super creative about what are the few things that you can start experimenting with in this hyper neuroplastic state that ketamine and other psychedelics create, which is unbelievable. You have this 36 hour window where it is so much easier <laughs> to <laughs> reframe things to push in positive behaviors you also um, when your anxiety and depression um, symptoms start to subside you most clients get this energetic boost so mm -hmm. maybe they've always wanted to eat mm -hmm. healthier or start a movement practice or be more engaged with community or nature but they haven't felt the, the energy to do it. And so now they have this ability to do it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we, we do in our screening process are like, what are some kind of mm -hmm. lifestyle goals that you would like to implement by the end of 
of this initial series. Wonderful, wonderful. And so we're so, really trying yeah. to prime those mm -hmm. people to, mm -hmm. you know, remind them of like, okay, did you go to your club that you were going to go? Or did you go on that hike or that kind of mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. So this whole idea of reboot, reset, reframe, you mm -hmm. know, uh, the ability to go ahead and help people uh, through that malleability phase, through that neurogenesis, that neuroplasticity. And you're really reinforcing that by going in there after their session and then uh, helping them to activate those changes in their lives because, you know, they're 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 a little bit more open. Yeah. 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 And also making, you know, starting to make commitments to yourself and mm -hmm. having somebody to hold you accountable to mm -hmm. that. Of like, OK, I said I was going to do this. I think most people do better with kind of an accountability coach of like, <laughs> I'll be a little more likely yeah. to do it if I know I have to tell my nurse next time that I did or didn't do it. So so yeah. trying to be that positive accountability um, with a lot of grace of like people's lives happen and also to, to bring in some play to it. I think it's really easy in this. We're in a bit of a thing where you know, you need to be doing breath work and you need to be meditating and then you need to walk and then you need to ground and you need to stand in the sun and you need to eat. You know, it's right, like right, it right, can right. feel very overwhelming and right. also can feel disheartening if you try things that everybody said should work and should make you feel better and they don't work for you. It can feel like a real letdown. And what we try to do is change that into play of like, this is an experiment. Nobody's toolbox looks the same. And if one thing doesn't work for you, that means nothing about you. <laughs> it just right. means that that was not the tool at this time. Maybe mm -hmm. later it will be the tool. But right now, maybe that's not the tool that's resonating with you. Mm -hmm. Maybe now it's coloring. Like, mm -hmm. right. it doesn't matter what it is, right. you know, to try to right. pull the judgment out of mm -hmm. kind of the healing path. Mm. I like that coaching kind of an approach that you're using in the accountability to really help people to, again, reset, reframe their experience. And, you know, it's just not maybe may, may something that isn't catching wind, if you will, in terms of being able to fly like a kite or whatever. I'm, some, some, you'll, you'll, you'll learn very quickly. I like to get into analogies. That's, I love them. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do. So, so, you know, we've, uh, uh, I've looked at uh, the topics that you're, what are you going to talk about at, at Wonderland? What, what do you know? It uh, is still up in the air. We are uh -huh. all excited to, uh -huh. to, to find out. I, I don't really know. Last year when I spoke, uh -huh. I was on a ketamine panel uh -huh. um, with Lauren Taos and a few other um, ketamine providers uh, uh -huh. to just talk about kind of, you know, mm. how mm. ketamine and integration, I think was our main topic. And so really mm. just talking about, the importance of integration with mm. your um with your ketamine series see, see i really want you i mean i saw some of the things you talk about or you like to talk about i really want you to talk about moms on drugs how psychedelic therapy can allow us to heal thrive instead of just survive yeah. how do we let, let let's talk about that for a moment all right because i i think that's a I think that's a great topic because, you know, all, everyone's talking about like microdosing. Everybody's talking about like, you know, um, like what was that Rolling Stones song? You know, she keeps running to the for the shelter of her mother's. I forget. Yes, exactly. And it helps her on her way. Gets. Uh, I'm not going to sing anymore. <laughs> but what 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 are your what's your perspective on that? 
Yeah, I mean, part of that is to kind of, uh, the title is a little shock and awe but it really is to break that stigma that mm -hmm. that so many, so many people have first on the word drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right. second, that, that moms are somehow this like perfect prim mm -hmm. and proper thing where we shall not, you know, mm -hmm. do whatever. Uh, while at the same time, highly promoting mom wine you know, and this very kind of weird thing where that seems very acceptable in our, in mm -hmm. our community, not, not, not in the psychedelic community, interestingly, but kind of in community at large or in our, um, you know, in mom, the mom wine, what is that? Like, uh, like mom food? wine is a huge, like trending thing. It's just moms drinking wine every day mom, when they're picking their kids up, like right. not a big deal. Like just mom wine, as much as you can, you know, drinking a bottle, right. not a big deal, right. you know? And it's like, that's okay but if we talk about and you know that maybe moving away from alcohol if you're struggling right. with anxiety mm -hmm. <laughs> depression right. it just makes it worse yeah. if you can't yeah. sleep yeah. not a not a great drug of choice right. mm -hmm. um you yeah. know and so really trying to advocate for moms um i have never had my own biological kids but mm -hmm. when i met my my partner seven and a half years ago mm -hmm. he has two boys so i have two mm -hmm. teenagers no oh, good for you yeah. are like feel like my they are my sons but like feel like they're my biological sons and i've been with them for a long time but it did add a layering effect of stress <laughs> on my life we opened a, a yeah. medical practice which was stressful and then i have teenagers which is stressful and then on top of just you know living your general life and trying to stay healthy and psychedelics have been an invaluable tool for me to stay centered within myself and to which not psychedelics which which so we talk for about me, entheogens and then we talk about yeah so medicines versus you all, know, to be um, honest with yeah, you across yeah, the board across the i board. have found insane healing especially with my eating disorder using mm -hmm. psilocybin mm -hmm. i it really has helped but mm -hmm. i will tell you ketamine which is not if i were to pick a drug mm -hmm. <laughs> to take would right. not be my number one drug like experience yeah. wise i don't because oh, it's more disassociative right i mean yeah. it's not it's sort of like you know very a very pleasant effect that gives you some some visuals but you know yeah and the other thing different. interestingly about me is my trauma response was dissociation mm -hmm. and so i've done mm -hmm. so many work so mm -hmm. much work to reconnect myself mm -hmm. into my body into mm -hmm. other people into myself and when i first did ketamine i mm -hmm. literally told ken I think mm. I just undid all the work I did because it mm. felt I felt that disconnection, which mm -hmm. was my trauma response. Mm. It, mm. I was able to come back and be regrounded. And now I found, mm. to be honest with you, ketamine was the main thing that got rid of my body dysmorphia. It mm. it allowed mm -hmm. me to feel embodied self-love mm -hmm. like nothing mm -hmm. I've Beautiful. ever felt before. Mm -hmm. And I still I still get ketamine infusions about once a quarter for stress mm -hmm. management. I mm -hmm. find it to be one of the most helpful Mm-hmm. You know, right. tools to use on a regular basis, but mm. you know, four times a year, three times a year, as just like mm -hmm. a reset when I feel like my stress is just kind mm -hmm. of idling up, and my daily tools are not allowed to keep that in check. On top of taking psilocybin microdosing, and then me and my husband mm -hmm. do quarterly MDMA sessions mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. as a reconnector. Mm -hmm. um, Beautiful, the heart. We always have been, yeah, yeah. and Beautiful. and then do one larger psychedelic experience about once a year whether that be lsd or something else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kind mm -hmm. of a exploration mm -hmm. 
Uh huh. Beautiful. So, in terms of taking a look at,、um, you know, being able to reboot, reset, reframe, and being able, to, you know, I I think one of the things that people think is they've got to be on all the time. It's like your computer. It's like you know your buffer. You know, you get so much stuff in it. If you don't empty your trash, I mean, what are you doing? You know, I, you know, your programs don't run right. Your computer doesn't run right. How can we expect ourselves to run right when we're in a cesspool of trauma? You know, between global warming, everything happening, the kids, the work, whatever. So you've described it really nicely, and I'm, you know, I'm、uh, really in awe of your ritual. That's、uh, that's great. So、um, I'm wondering,、uh, you know, we've all seen or maybe haven't seen, but people who haven't seen, they really do need to see Michael Pollan's "How to Change Your Mind." And、uh, I'm wondering, at Aluma,、uh, what is the process of conducting a ketamine、uh, psychedelic therapy session? And you know, I know you're doing ketamine sessions there. So you know, what are the safety measures from your view that people should be really looking at? You know, because we've all heard set setting and integration, but you know, what are the things that really can help individuals have a positive experience out of you know what they're intending to do? Yeah, I think the first one is、um, really picking a clinic mindfully.、Mm-hmm. You know, do not choose your ketamine provider based on cost. I know that's、mm-hmm. a very Easy thing for somebody to say. What, like, what do you charge where you are? We charge for a session without a therapist.、Mm-hmm. It's five hundred dollars a session. For、mm-hmm. a session with a therapist, it's seven hundred dollars a session. Okay, that's that, so, that's pretty normal and reasonable. Yeah. And so, but there is an there is an entitlement in even me saying that. That's an、mm-hmm. easy thing for me to say, sitting where I am in、mm-hmm. you know in Middle America.、Um, mm-hmm. And but I do think even if you need to think about cost, then you think of delivery methods. So maybe IV and IM are not the delivery routes because they're more expensive. But maybe find a really good therapist that does lozenges or a different delivery、mm-hmm. method that's less expensive. But the biggest thing is to find a clinic、mm-hmm. that you feel safe in. Like、mm-hmm. I said before, if your nervous system does not feel comfortable and safe, you will not be able to do the deep healing that this tool is used for. And so I think that's the first thing. The first thing is try not to rush through it. I think people try to do as many as possible,、mm-hmm. kind of quick. Initial studies were saying two a week. Some clinics、mm-hmm. are doing three a week. We only do one a week because I think the more time people have to integrate their experience, the、mm-hmm. better.、Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. There are some reasons why you would tighten that up if you have severe SI and you're trying to kind of get out、mm-hmm. of that loop. I think there's、right. a reason why you kind of shorten that time period. But I think for most people, more、mm-hmm. time better.、Mm-hmm. And you don't need to rush your healing. People want to hurry up and rush through this.、Mm-hmm. But the prep, the prep is so vitally important.、Mm-hmm. There are th- there are、uh, you know YouTube videos you can、mm-hmm. watch. There are blogs you can read. There are workbooks、mm-hmm. you can work on. But really,、mm-hmm. trying to lay out what is the goal? What do you really、mm-hmm. want to unpack from this? One of the questions that we ask people at the beginning are, "What are three things you'd like to create create more of in your、mm-hmm. life? And、mm-hmm. what are three things you'd like to let go of in your、mm-hmm. life?" And、mm-hmm. those are good things to start priming that intention. You always want to、sure. go into each session with an intention that you come back to.、Mm-hmm. It's real easy for your subconscious to just kind of play, right, <laughs> wander right, around. Right. <laughs> and I think there's some positives to that. And the medication is still working on you. But、mm-hmm. if you can really use some focus time, I think it's important. And then again,、mm-hmm. 
90% of the work is integration. How mm -hmm. are you going to pull out the aha moments and mm -hmm. uh, the sense memories and the emotional resonance that was caused with that tool? And how are you going to actually implement that into your life to do mm -hmm. realistic daily changes? Because mm -hmm. that is the work. The work is doing that is how do you actually do it in your day-to-day -day life. Right. The, so I the, think act, the activation of what was shown to you, because this is an opportunity to bring back pearls and create a wonderful string necklace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are uh, specifically um, as the co-founder there. Uh, you have an insider's perspective on uh, how it can affect individuals. And we talk about you know you're uh, you know getting a positive experience and we've also talked about the um, you know suicidal ideation the depression severe treatment resistant depression things like that i'm wondering if you can elaborate more on um you know how individuals can kind of maintain that you know during their the course of their their lives i mean obviously you might go back every quarter you know what what's what's involved in that uh you know in terms of wellness your view and i have some feelings about this as well so i'd like to yeah i'd love kind of i'd love to hear those hear yeah yeah i think you know again if you're go it really is so client to client dependent mm -hmm. you know we have people that have been struggling for 30 years and are mm -hmm. on seven medications and so their care plan long term looks far mm -hmm. different than somebody who's had you know, some kind of recent you know, life altering issue and is kind of working through that. So when you get, let, let, let me uh, rewind a bit. So yeah. the seven medication client, I, I understand what kind of, what kind of, I mean, they were on SSRIs. Uh, oh, what, they're maybe I mean, on three SSRIs, a benzo, uh, antipsychotic, mm -hmm. um, multiple, you know, it's, so it's again, a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Molotov cocktail that I will say, almost always is being managed by mm -hmm. a GP who mm -hmm. is not a psychiatrist mm -hmm. and has just had this stacking effect because nobody's really gone through and been like, what is working and what's like, there's nobody having right. this conversation and they come into us mm -hmm. and their emotional bandwidth is about an inch wide mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they've completely stagnated everything. Right. They can't feel anything. And so, right. you know, their goals are, can, you know, our goal typically with them, if they're on board is mm -hmm. let's get you to feeling better. And mm -hmm. then let's work with, we have a weaning, uh, psychiatrist, nurse so practitioner. So you titrate down and you, so you start to titrate down and figure out what was, was anything really working? Were you just living in side effects, which so many people have normalized. Right. Um, and so to slowly be able to get them to a good place using ketamine where they can feel the highs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The lows and right. still be able to manage their nervous system, but to feel human again. Mm -hmm. And so for those people, it's a, it's a longer process. You know, mm -hmm. we're looking at probably a year of not consistent ketamine, but working with their psych, coming back in mm -hmm. for boosters, working with a therapist outside, maybe trying to get into group therapy. We have group integration that they're probably trying to go the to. The whole so biopsychosocial model. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then again, pushing in that lifestyle management because, you know, most of those people are not going outside. They're, mm -hmm. they're vitamin deficient. Their gut's not working well. And so then it's again, when's the last time you did lab work? <laughs> Here's a functional GP, you know, like, then 
there's a lot more going on. I think for most people though, you know, you, uh, it, I really continue to go back to that toolbox mentality. Mm -hmm. It's like they need to own that mm -hmm. there is a toolbox and also oh, that healing is not linear. So, so do you have, a, you have, you have specific things in your toolbox? In mine? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Mine specifically is journaling, mm -hmm. working, working out. I walk mm -hmm. pretty much every day mm -hmm. and then breath work. Those breath are work. Oh, my, good. my, my, mine that I find uh -huh. the most helpful. You have a breath. Do you use the breath work app? Yeah. I really like Othership. Mm -hmm. I Other, love that. Othership. Yeah, have you heard of them? No, no. I use I literally use an app called Breathwork. Oh, yeah. Dot com, yeah. Breathwork dot com. Breathwork. Uh, it's a great app. But yeah. uh, other ship, like you know, like the mothership. But yeah, and it has a little spaceship when it oh, loads. Cool. Oh, cool. It really? has. They have really great music and really interesting different teachers, and they have all these different ones that you can do. And we've met the. I think we met the founders. I think we. I might have met them at Wonderland, but oh, I've met cool. them at some conference and I loved them. They actually have an in-person space, I think in Denver. Uh-huh. Okay. So they like they have okay. Were you out at uh were you out at the Denver? I was. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't see you amongst the thirteen thousand. How did you not see me? Oh How my god. How did I miss you? Oh that my place goodness. was the most overwhelming experience oh, of my, my goodness, life. Wasn't Dear it? Lord. Yeah. <laughs> It really was. It was something else for sure. Too many people. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, so breath work. Uh, so my, my uh, toolbox is uh, five strategies internally, you know, the, the body, the mind, yeah. the breath or spirit, you know, as, as, a, as I know, uh, food and mm -hmm. rest. Those are the yeah. five internals. And then the externals are your environment, your relationships and your aspirations, your hopes, oh. your dreams. And if you get the five internals right, the chance of you getting the others right on the external side are increased. So yes. Yeah. So I those are that. those are kind of the toolbox within the, you know, the the, the framework, if you Yes. Know, yeah, I love yeah. that framework. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but 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 to your earlier point, if you're hypo or hyper and you're not you know, hyper aroused or hypo aroused, then you're not within the window, you know, you're not going to be able to do many of those things. You might be, you know, you might be hyper vigilant, you might be anxiety prone, you might be just totally lethargic and you can't get out of bed. So what I heard you talk about is a lot of the treatment, a lot of the work around the treatment is to really get to the point where you're able to get back into the window you're back able to get back into self-regulation mm -hmm. you're able to go ahead and start living life again and that's that's beautiful i have you do you have a sort of i wouldn't want you to you know hipaa compliant but do you have a particular person or a case example of someone that you might have worked with that really uh -huh. exemplifies some of that yeah i have a few uh -huh. um yeah one of my favorites is mm -hmm. every november um mm -hmm. Kind of for veterans month we actually sponsor a veteran to come through the clinic for free and so we have people nominate their loved ones who they think mm -hmm. could use and I'm, I'm a vet i'm a oh. heroic hearts project i'm a vet oh, that's awesome well, yeah, yeah. 
But so yeah, I mean, money. and it's so needed. And again, access has always been an issue that I've had. We do all kinds of things to increase access, but a lot of people that need this work, veterans included, mm -hmm. cannot do not have the money to outlay three three to seven thousand dollars in cash. It's just mm -hmm. not it's just right. not approachable for them. Um, and so we had a veteran come in and his wife just said, he's an amazing dad. We have three kids, but he's tried to kill himself three times. Mm. And the last mm. time I found him in the bathroom with our kids at home mm. and he tried mm. to kill himself. Mm. And I'm terrified that he's mm -hmm. going to, it's going to work, you know, mm. and I know he's in there, you know, mm. and I just, I would love to, to have mm. y'all's help. And so we worked with him for probably eight months. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And he, you know, when he started, he, his PTSD was so bad, he couldn't be in a room with a closed door. He couldn't mm. hear loud noises. He couldn't, you know, he tried to go back to school when he got out of the military and couldn't because he couldn't be in a room with that many people that he didn't know. Mm. And he was just disengaged from his life and felt like he was sinking into this hole. You know, and one of the beautiful things he shared with me was when I was, you know, doing, mm -hmm. we've mm -hmm. done some video testimonial videos mm -hmm. together. And, and he said, I thought y'all were going to heal me from the, from the military. Mm. And he goes, what I didn't realize is you were healing me from my childhood. Mm. I, you know, and that is the story of so many people with PTSD. You mm -hmm. think it's this big thing that happened in your 20s, mm -hmm. but it happened because you had your trauma when you were little and makes mm. you far more, mm. you know, um, likely to get PTSD, right. you know, when you're right. older. Um, and so right. he just did the deepest work and really dove in and like focused on it. We also brought his wife in. His wife got treatment. They helped heal. He ended up coming out as non-binary. He went back to school. He graduated right. from school. He got a job. He's growing mushrooms. <laughs> like he, <laughs> it complete. he was like oh. the dad and the husband that I've always wanted to be. Oh. And I fully myself and believe in myself you know like it oh. it completely transformed oh. not only his life and this is the thing that i always remind myself when work gets very hard is like the ripple effect of this mm -hmm. is so hard to even quantify because mm -hmm. what does it mean to heal somebody's parent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and for those kids to be able to have their dad mm -hmm. for them not only to have a dad but to have a healed a healed mm -hmm. father that's actively working on himself and able to engage in a loving manner. Mm. You know? To just be present. Yeah. How yeah. wonderful is that? Yeah. How wonderful is that? I, you know, I really do wish that uh, these uh, therapies were uh, available uh, to more vets. Uh, I had uh, General uh, Stephen Zanakis, who yeah. is uh, heading up the American uh, Psychedelics Practitioners Association. And, you know, he's a, a you know, retired uh, army general. And uh, we were talking about the insurance. You know, why, why do vets have to go offshore in order to go ahead and get treatment? Why can't we get ketamine reimbursement? you know, complete ketamine reimbursement or even psychedelics, you know, uh, why can't we, why can't there be some sort of a stipend? I mean, the VA is the, VHA is the largest healthcare uh, medical facility uh, establishment in the, in the world. I mean, it's the largest medical a set of facilities or I don't know how you'd classify that a medical, a medical facility or medical 
whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Point being is that I, I really do believe that we need more of those um, stories and more of that, uh, you know, sent out. You know, we really do. Completely. It's something that I'm so passionate about that we try to like move through the year and figure out, you know, one of the things we're working on right now is to create a nonprofit arm of our business mm -hmm. so that potentially, because we have a lot of people that have the means to pay full price and maybe even more. And we've had clients do so well that afterward they say, I want to pay for somebody and I just pick somebody out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they pay right. for it. But we need to have a mechanism. What is the mechanism in which? Mm -hmm. somebody who has the means can support those without them because right now the business model wise there there is no we don't have any profit margin and so mm -hmm. it's like we're not making anything and so the mm -hmm. the ability for us to kind of move our pricing is mm -hmm. very limited mm -hmm. but i do think there's other mechanisms mm -hmm. and again if the fda would just finally approve it to be covered by health insurance it would make all of us all of this a lot easier but the ama came out recently and said we never plan to approve ketamine it is dangerous and mm -hmm. i just thought says the people who give opioids like they're candy and benzos all day exactly. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. completely asinine and yeah. you know yeah. we all know that that are the system's broken but it's mm -hmm. just it's so sad to see people mm -hmm. struggle and know that there's a tool that could help so many and it's mm -hmm. just an access point issue so I did uh, speak with someone recently. Uh, I do know that uh, Nishuma has announced uh, they are offering uh, ketamine uh, for uh, in partnership with an insurance company that is providing wellness services at work. So companies can sign up for that. And uh, someone else just told me that there was something that the VA is offering in terms of pain or uh, are you familiar with any insurance policies that are being offered by the VA at this point? I don't I don't know about the VA we are a, a partner with Inthia and Terra yeah, as a yeah. as approved like we're there we're Inthia's only approved clinic in Austin and so mm -hmm. I do think that's an interesting model can we get private insurance to pay for psychedelic care or right. at least subsidize psychedelic care. Right. The fact that the VA doesn't have a mechanism in which you can apply as a clinic that you mm -hmm. can like, I'll, I'll go through whatever hoop mm -hmm. <laughs> want me right. to do, you know, right. to be able to be an approved site. Right. Um, right now, I haven't figured out and we haven't heard how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like there should be a mechanism, but right now right. I haven't been able to figure that out. Well, let me ask you, how do you think uh, businesses uh, uh, can, if they, do you think they, if they signed up for that, you know, because I, I believe that one of the biggest challenges that businesses have is engagement, you know, employee engagement and the ability to have them be present and all the traumas and all the issues that they're doing. Do you, you know, how can psychedelics play a part in achieving more engagement, more, more helping individuals at, at work? Oh, completely. There's been so many studies that have come out recently, especially post-COVID, about quiet quitting and how much that's costing mm -hmm. companies because people are disengaged, they don't like work, they're, mm -hmm. you know, not being efficient or effective. And that in the end, it's all of their trauma is just showing up showing right. up at work they're right. treating their bosses like their parents because that's what unhealed people do right. <laughs> it creates this very weird dynamic right. um mm -hmm. but i do think you know psychedelics and I, I think it's happening i mean 
Mm-hmm. Anthea has signed up three companies now in Austin. They have 350 employees between mm-hmm. the three of them that are mm-hmm. interested, you know. And so they right. they estimate two to five percent of those people will actually engage in ketamine therapy. Mm-hmm. So people should go to their employer and say, "Hey, why don't you sign up with Anthea?" Yeah, complete. I think so. I mean, you should at least try. I mean, right. and that's that's a, you know we're looking at corporate. We have some corporate uh, business mm-hmm. partners that mm-hmm. we have that with privately, where they mm-hmm. pay a percentage right. for their p- client uh, for their employees to come in, and mm-hmm. and that's something we've always been interested in doing. Is like how do we get out kind of in the community to kind of mm-hmm. offer this in a different Excellent. manner? Excellent. Excellent. So. Um, You know, I know we're coming towards the end of our time. I, I'm just wondering from your viewpoint, you know, uh, maybe a closing question and maybe something that uh, you can give a kind of like a prognostication for, if you will. You know, what impact do you envision uh, Luma uh, and the psychedelic industry having on mental health care in the future? So if you were looking at just Luma and you're looking at what you're doing there in Austin, maybe that would be a good microcosm that might, you know, feed into the macrocosm view of how we can make the change that we wish to see in the world. What What's, what's your view of, of that? Yeah, what I'm really hoping it does is show that the model needs to be changed, that this top-down hierarchical approach to to medicine in general is not helpful for patients and it's actually not helpful for providers. Acting Mm -hmm. like they are the broken ones and you are the fixed one is never going to get anybody where they need to be. And so meeting clients where they are, having um, also people that own, own medical clinics and especially psychedelics making Mm -hmm. sure that you're doing your work on yourself (laughs) because Mm -hmm. again you can only heal to the level in which you're running your business um i think is really important so i think that's part of it is like can we move into kind of this consciousness of business ownership um and then having a more um collaborative approach to medicine i think we all say that a lot but like These are what the FDA is currently approving for MDMA is a partnership model between mm-hmm. medicine and therapy. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, if you go to like UT mm-hmm. Psychedelic Center, there's no therapist in that center. It's mm. just medicine. So how are those two schools mm-hmm. not working in alignment together? But how do we train psychedelically informed mm-hmm. medical providers mm-hmm. and psychedelically informed therapists and mm-hmm. create really good partnerships where both feel successful and both mm. are staying educating each other so that we can have the highest level of care possible because we have to be able to work together. And mm. then you pull in the satellite practices mm. of mm-hmm. holistic health, which is mm. going to be so vital. Again, if your gut isn't working, if you're not sleeping, <laughs> right, and right, lifestyle right. management, which I think is coaching and then community. There's all of these ways in which mm, we need to kind mm. of bring that together. Right. You know, the model of, you know, kind of the Cuban medical model of mm-hmm. these community centers that offer mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. I think in the end mm-hmm. is what is best for people. And I would love to see that mm-hmm. become more normalized, especially in psychedelics, mm-hmm. when we all know that's what people need is that they right. need all of the things. Right. So really having an ecosystem of care and support in the community that really looks at the whole person, not just some ailment or not just some 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 problem that just came up. And obviously, if you break your arm, you need a cast. But if somebody breaks your heart, you need more than a 
more than a pill. You know, you yeah. need someone, to, you need a community to rely on and you really need to understand that, you know, you're not broken. And, you know, there were some issues there and forgiveness might be the, yes. might be the, might be the answer, might be the antidote. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so this has really been wonderful. I want to thank you, Allie, uh, for sharing your invaluable insights with us today. How do people get a hold of you if they want to go ahead and find out more about your work or more about Illumina? Yeah, so you can find me specifically on mm -hmm. um, Instagram is typically the easiest. It's Allie Waddell, A-L-L-I-W-A-D-D-E-L-L. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can find out about the clinic either um, on our website or again on social media. And our name is I L L U M M A. So kind of on mm -hmm. all platforms, you can you can find us. Great. Well, I, I again, uh, your work at Illumina is awe-inspiring and revolutionizing mental health and promoting holistic uh, well-being and integrating psychedelics, mindfulness, breathwork, this whole echo system, if you will really providing a promising uh, venue for tackling mental health challenges and promoting wellness. So I want to, again, thank you for being here. I really look forward to connecting at Wonderland yeah, and you. Uh, meeting you uh, in real life. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to meet you in real life. <laughs> it's so nice to talk to you, Keith. Yeah, real, real pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. For more mindfulness tips and tricks, visit our website at workmindfulness.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience. This is Keith Fiveson.